Hello, welcome. This is your Serpent Spine Tutorial. We'll begin with the student teacher mantra. Om Sahanao Vavatu, Sahanao Bunaktu, Sahaviryam Karavavahai, Tejasvina Vadidamastu, Mavid Vishavahai, Om Shanti, Shanti. Shanti. May the truth that we are pursuing protect us. May that truth nourish us together. May we gain the ability to understand what we study. May our study be brilliant. May we agree with one another and not speak ill of each other. Om, peace, peace, peace to all the sources of karma. The serpent spine, like midline magic, is a way to talk about the anatomy and the physicality of backbending and forward bending without losing sight of the energetic qualities. Physically, the rhythm of backbend and forward bend creates an undulating wave pattern in the spine. Anatomically, this undulating wave pattern strengthens, stretches, keeps the spine supple, fluid, and vibrant. Deep inside of the body, cerebrospinal fluid is being pumped through the spinal cord into the ventricles of the brain. And whenever I learn about cerebrospinal fluid, I always think, what else is happening inside of the body that we don't have the tools for measuring? The yogis embraced this realm of the unseen, unknown, unmeasurable and to dive into this realm of unseen, unknown, unmeasurable, they use the language of the subtle body and mythic consciousness. And this undulating wave pattern of the spine in mythic consciousness is kundalini moving through the central energy channel of Shashumna to be reunited with Shiva at the crown. Kundalini is the nuclear power of Shakti, that pure creative potential and Shiva at the crown is pure consciousness. So this is about the unification of Shiva and Shakti, the unification of consciousness and creative power. And remember that this is happening inside of your body. It's about the reuniting of your true nature and your creative potential. As we get into the nitty gritty anatomical and alignment details with the spine, don't lose sight of this energetic phenomena, that it's about reconnecting with your essence, nature, and your true power and potential. So backbends and forward bends are an anatomical dance that builds strength and suppleness, stira and sukha. Backbends are extension. And backbends open the front side of the body, which requires strength from the back side of the body. The strength, the stira, comes from the gluteus, the buttock muscles, the hamstrings, and the erector spinae. In order to backbend, there must also be enough good space, sukha, ease, release in the front side of the body, especially the chest and the front of the thighs, hip flexors, light quads, and so as. So let me say that again. Backbends are extension. They will open the front side of the body, 
and they require strength from the backside of the body. The strength on the backside of the body comes from the gluteus muscles and the hamstrings. Glutes and hamstrings press the pelvis forward. The erector spinae are the muscles that run along your spine from the back of the skull to the top of the sacrum. In order for the back body to extend, we need some release, good space in the front side, especially across the chest and the front of the pelvis and thighs. Now, forward bends are the inverse. Forward bends are flexion. And forward bends stretch the back side of the body and require strength on the front side. The strength, the stira, comes from the deep core. And remember that the lumbar spine and the cervical spine are not encased in bone. They are encased in soft tissue They're the secondary curves that develop once you're outside of the womb and they develop with movement, so they're more susceptible to movement, and this is where we're going to need the deep core. With a forward bend, there must also be enough release, enough good space in the external rotators, the hips and hamstrings. And the good space in hips and hamstrings and external rotators allows for the pelvis to roll forward, and then there's that easy drape of the spine. If the pelvis does not roll forward, it's stuck and tucked under, then the forward bend will stress the lumbar spine and or the mid-back. Now, again, notice that the equation for back bends and forward bends is very whole. The whole spine extends, the whole spine goes into flexion, and it's about complementary actions on front side and back side. In extension, you open front side, strengthen back side. In flexion, you stretch back side, strengthen front side. And this holistic view, this whole body experience of backbending and forward bending is very different than when the pose is driven by the external form, by contorting yourself to be some image that you've seen or holding in your mind. And when we move from the external form, there's a tendency to backbend in a way that's hinging at the most flexible, vulnerable part of the spine or pulling yourself into a pancake position during a forward bend, which again can be very hard on the spine. So keep in mind this holistic quality of extension and flexion as we move forward into more anatomical details about backbends and forward bends. Recall that each section of the spine has a unique structure, a role to play, a form and a function. The cervical vertebra, the neck, are small and mobile, so you can nod, you can turn your head, you can look all different directions. The thoracic vertebra, the mid and upper back, is bound by the rib cage, and because of this binding with the rib cage, the thoracic responds very well to twisting, but the thoracic is limited in extension. The lumbar, the low back, larger, clunkier vertebra, respond very well to extension and flexion, not a lot of range of motion for twisting. And the sacrum, the fused bone, is like the root and rudder of the spine. It will pump cerebrospinal fluid, pump the rhythm of the spine through the rest of the body. 
When you understand the structure of the different sections of vertebra, you can respond respectfully to natural limitations, limitations for these sections, but also limitations that may come based on your individual bone structure. And your mobility might be limited in certain poses or categories of poses due to bone structure. For example, the angle of the spinous processes in the thoracic can limit extension, can limit backbending. If you look at thoracic vertebra 1, T1, you'll notice that long bone. That is the spinous process. And depending on the angle of those bones, you will have more or less extension. What does this mean? You may be able to do a big crazy cobra or maybe not. And doing more cobra will not change that bone structure. You might just have a limitation there. That's why some people can do scorpion and kapotasana and these crazy backbends and other people will not be able to do them no matter how much they practice. Similarly, the angle of the transverse processes in the lumbar spine limit twisting. So if you look down at L5 and the image on the left, you'll see those little horns out to the side. Those are the transverse processes. And because of their angle, the lumbar vertebra don't twist much at all. If you force that or push that, you can really put a lot of pressure and stress on the discs. Similar but different, the femur bone, the thigh bone, the angle of the head of the femur bone will impact how deeply you can squat how much or how little the pelvis will move. And this means that it can limit hip mobility and flexibility. So we want to understand that there are anatomical realities at play with practice. And then we can respect those anatomical realities, respect the architecture and bone structure of the body. When we're working with backbend and forward bend, we want to keep the natural curves in mind. And in backbends, you already have extension in the lumbar spine and the cervical. So the natural curve of lordosis in lumbar and cervical means that you're well on your way to extension in those parts of the spine. Therefore, most of your energy will be in extending the pelvis, which is sacrum coccyx, pressing the pelvis forward. This is coming from the strength of the glutes and the hamstrings, and also extending the thoracic spine, the mid-back, upper back. And that's that cobra action and the opening across the chest. Similarly, when you press the pelvis forward, you need the strength in hamstrings and glutes, but also the opening in the front of the thighs, including psoas. So again, back bend, you already have lordosis in lumbar and cervical. Therefore, most of your energy will be in extending the pelvis and the thoracic spine. The inverse is true with forward bends. You already have rounding kyphosis in the sacrum coccyx and the thoracic. Therefore, expect to work with lumbar and cervical. Because the lumbar and cervical are not bound by bone, right? They're encased in soft tissue. This will be muscular work. This will be deep core, in particular transverse abdominis for the lumbar spine and the deep neck flexors for the cervical spine. So when we understand the natural curves of the spine, 
then we can apply effort intelligently and sustainably for back bends and forward bends. Also remember the sacrum steers the movements. Because of the tendency to do slumpasana and lots of sitting, the rhythm of the spine can be disruptive. And so we've got to go slow, we've got to be respectful, and remember that you're re-establishing the rhythm of the spine with back bending and forward bending, and you want to start from the top of the sacrum. This is why we work the lumbar curve on and off the mat because it's so vital for the health of the spine over time. So when you find yourself tucking under, do the best that you can to establish the knot of the sacrum in and that loft and lift through the lumbar spine. And this is when driving, when working, everything. Now, Let's wrap it up by tying everything together. Remember that the back bend forward bend pattern creates an undulating wave pattern in the spine. This has anatomical as well as energetic benefits. Approach back bending and forward bending with your whole body. Resist the temptation to hinge and make the back bend very impressive or to pull and pancake yourself during the forward bends. The sustainability and flexibility will be related to bone structure in your individual body. This includes the angles inherent in the vertebra of your spine. Stay spacious as you explore your potential. The unification of the base of the spine and the crown of the head is more than myth. This is the quality of strong, supple, sustainable back bend and forward bends. 